Chapter twenty nine of Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World by John Timms. Animal Life in Mountain Regions. The Jackdaw, the Lagopus, insects of the high regions birds naturally represent the population of the highest altitudes in the andes the condor in the alps the eagle and the vulture hover above the most gigantic peaks these creatures being organized for long voyages are the great sailors of the atmospheric ocean just as the terns and the petrels are the great sailors of the atlantic the jackdaw that species of very black crow which has a yellow beak and bright red claws does not attain to so great a height in the air but it is par excellence the bird of high peaks of the regions of snows and of sterile summits we find it on the top of monte rosa and of the col de Géant, eleven thousand three hundred seventy three feet above the sea collected in flocks in the windings and turnings of the mountain and skimming over the steepest rocks the jackdaw utters his noisy note just those places which are particularly steep and precipitous and which make us giddy have a particular attraction for birds gigantic fir trees bell towers old steeples the battlements of castles standing high above deep valleys pinnacles of cathedrals isolated peaks whose foundations rise out of frightful precipices these are their chosen dwellings it is on these heights that they build their nests true cenobites of the air condemned like those of the tibaeus to the most frugal and austere diet they delight in solitude and appear content just in proportion to the distance which separates them from man there are also more graceful birds which dwell in the realms of ice and frost and enliven the changeless and barren landscape the green finch of the snow loves this cold country so much that it seldom descends to the wooded regions the accentor of the alps sometimes follows it to these great heights but prefers the stony and sterile region which separates the zone of vegetation from that of perpetual snow others rise after them at times in pursuit of insects to the height of nearly ten thousand or eleven thousand feet the earth has its birds as well as the air even at these heights certain kinds only use their wings for a few moments at a time and when it is impossible for them to walk such are the gallinaceous tribe and of these the snowy region has its own species as it has its own sparrows the lagopus or snow hen is found in iceland as well as in switzerland this bird will rise into regions of perpetual ice and remain nestled at great altitudes in winter its plumage takes the appearance of the frost in which it lives the snow is so necessary to it that at the approach of summer it mounts higher in order to find it it nestles and rolls itself in it with great delight it digs holes in order to find shelter from the wind the only inconvenience which it fears in its icy dwelling any pieces of lichen or grain brought up by the wind suffice for its nourishment together with insects 
which it hunts for its young ones insects are in fact nearly the only creatures which multiply in these desolate regions and in this respect they are like the polar countries in the temperate zone the coleoptera are to be seen in greater numbers and in greater variety than in the neighboring regions of the equator in the arctic regions during the short summer the insects come out in great numbers and in the high alps it is the class of coleoptera which predominates they reach to a height of more than nine thousand feet on the southern side and to about seven thousand three hundred feet on the opposite side these little creatures may be discovered in the holes and they are almost always carnivorous for at so great a height vegetable nourishment altogether fails their wings are so short that they appear to be completely destitute of them so that they seem shielded by nature from the great currents of air which would infallibly carry them away if their wings were not as it were reefed in indeed other kinds such as the neuroptera and butterflies are sometimes met with but these have been carried by the wind to these heights and they only perish in the snow the neves and the ice fields are covered with victims who have thus perished yet there are certain species which brave the influence of the frost and are found even at the height of twelve thousand or fifteen thousand feet mr j d hooker has observed butterflies on mount mome at a height of more than sixteen thousand feet but as mentioned above they are only poor shipwrecked creatures whom the wind drives up in spite of themselves the arachnidae which in so many respects approach the class of insects have also the privilege of being able to resist the cold of mountains one almost microscopic insect of the alps the desoria glacialis inhabits exclusively the neighborhood of glaciers but really the melancholy of their abodes seems to be reflected in the appearance of these little animals they no longer present the variety of tints which characterizes them elsewhere and they are nearly all of a black or sombre color which at the first approach deceives you as to their existence in the holes which they inhabit at these heights the habits of insects are also modified according to the localities in which they live m p leoy who has drawn up a philosophical sketch of the laws which organic nature obeys and of which it is the ever-changing manifestation remarks that the nocturnal insects of the plain become diurnal in mountainous places that is in fact that the elevated regions reproduce in some respects the conditions of lower places during the night they keep even after the rising of the sun the freshness and the shade which evening alone gives in the plains such is a picture of animal life in those alpine regions where the fauna gradually becomes smaller and smaller until it at last gives place to solitude and desolation beyond the last stage of vegetation beyond the extreme point to which insects and mammifers attain all becomes silent and without inhabitant yet still the air is full of infusoria and of microscopic animaculae which the wind raises like dust and which are found in the air to an unknown height so the animal kingdom does not disappear without having so to speak exhausted all the organizations compatible with the state of the soil as it becomes more and more chilled and of the atmosphere 
which becomes more and more rarefied birds like outposts of the great army of living beings seem to defend the mountains against the invasion of death the rapacious ones are in some sort the scouts the passeries the climbers and some of the gallinae answer to the main body of the army and they love the intermediate region between the forests and the perpetual snows the last firs the last bushes are like watch-towers from which they take observations on the weather and hold themselves ready to descend if it be threatening or to ascend whenever there is any lessening of the cold in this middle region the harmonious songs of the linnet and the nightingale have something doubtful about them but the song of the mountain birds breathes joy and tells of the pleasures of living monsieur de tuchedy traces in a few lines a delicious picture of the existence of birds on the mountain i translate freely rather before the sky is colored with the first morning tints even before a light breath of air announces the approach of day while the stars still sparkle in the firmament the birds give the first signal of the awakening of nature first a light sound is heard from the fir trees a kind of cooing in which the notes gradually become more distinct it gets quicker by degrees and ends by swelling into a harmonious chorus rising and falling from branch to branch as the bow of the musician passes from the gravest chords to those which are more acute then a more ringing noise sounds out all at once and voices timid at first sing each their characteristic notes each species making itself heard and its own song more or less distinctly the soft and melancholy nocturne has ceased and now the winged people give the sun a serenade as he comes to warm up again their cold damp dwellings one would like to live a moment of this aerial existence in the intermediate belt of earth with just sufficient vegetation to afford a shelter from the midday heats and from the midnight cold just light enough for the eye to discern the magnificent panorama of mountains and to gaze with delight into the firmament but man is less favored in this respect than the birds he is not organized as they are to rise in the air and live in regions of very different atmospheric density happily however the difficulty which we feel in accomplishing a rapid and continuous ascent does not imply an absolute incompatibility of the higher regions with human life we may become acclimatized to great heights the town of quito situated at between eight thousand and nine thousand feet above the level of the sea comprises a numerous population which does not appear to suffer from the elevation another town of the andes potosi is twelve thousand three hundred feet high and contains more than a hundred thousand souls after de saussure had remained fifteen days on the tops of the alps his pulse regained its normal motion and busango after a prolonged stay in the towns of the andes could easily bear the low temperature of the top of chimborazo but there are precautions to be taken if we would with impunity transport ourselves into these high situations where once established and in suitable circumstances it becomes possible to live we should begin by habituating ourselves gradually to the barometrical changes of the atmosphere a mori 
le monde alpestre revue des deux mondes end of chapter twenty nine end of mountain adventures in the various countries of the world by john timms